Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rejoice Pompano Beach Bible Study. To God be the glory, we're here and we're thrilled everybody is here and we're just excited about tonight and all the little surprises we have for all of you. And, oh, we're going to have a big Bible study tonight. So get your paper, your pen, and your Bible ready for when I start because, boy, we're going we're gonna, going to hit it. <clears throat> so anyhow, we're excited about everyone being here tonight. I'm excited the ones I've got to talk to early ahead of time about what God is doing, and uh, we're just giving God the praise and the glory. I have one that spouses home, and they're working on their marriage. I have another one that is separated, but they're meeting twice, once or twice a week and working on restoration and working on their issues and being more what they're supposed to be as husbands and wives. And growing in the Lord, is that the secret, right? And they saw the war room together. Okay, so we're just praising the Lord, what God is doing. And we're excited about it. So anyway, I want you all to be excited about everybody's joys and praises because God is going to do it for you also. He's no respecter of persons, and he wants every marriage restored and built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. He not, does not want any of us to give up, to quit, and go and have another relationship. He does not. It's not in the Word. It, the God's best is us forever, and he is going to make us into new, new creatures in Christ. And I want to tell you, I prayed before in a big circle, a big circle, and I said when we prayed, I see you all coming in, broken, crying, and defeated, and hopeless. But then in a few months, a few weeks, when you start reading the Word, reading Charlene Cares, reading all the testimonies, reading and growing in the Lord, going to church, being faithful, I start to see the change and the countenance upon your face. And because you have been with the Lord and you are now believing what he, the word says that God can do anything. Nothing is too hard for man. And so we've got to get to that point. And that then when we radiate, then we're a lighthouse for him. And that is what the Lord wants us to do. He does not want us to put a bushel over our light and, uh, and moan and groan. He wants us to stand up and proclaim the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ, and proclaim marriage restoration in your church, outside your church, wherever you go. Is that a deal? Yeah. Amen. Well, we're going to sing songs tonight, Glory to God Forever, and How Great Thou Art, and why we're doing this, and why we picked these songs is, I want you to praise the Lord. We are facing Thanksgiving. And I know these next two months are going to be difficult for many people around the world. And I know in some countries don't, that are listening to me tomorrow and forever are not going. 
to be celebrating these holidays, but they all celebrate Christmas. What we want you to do is we want you to battle up, and we want you to start praying more. And we're going to talk about that, but I want you to understand the enemy is not your spouse. The enemy is Satan. And every time your spouse says something or does something that's wrong or you do something wrong, you have got to take captive those thoughts and take captive your tongue, get control of it, zip your lips, and start uh, acting and, and speaking what Jesus would say. And we are just wanting to knock down a lot of walls of communication. We want dinners with your husbands and wives. We, we, I'm not praying for all restoration on Thanksgiving. I'm not praying for all spouses to come home uh, permanently on Christmas, but I want them home Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day or whatever. We want breakthroughs, but I need you to pray in agreement with everybody for everybody's marriages and not just mine. Not me, 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 me. You're not going to get it if you do me, 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 me. Because God wants all of us to have our marriages resurrected from the dead. He does. You've got to believe it, though. You've got to take it from the head knowledge down to the heart, okay? Now I'm just going to read Psalm 45, a few verses. My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. You are the most excellent of men, and your lips have been anointed with grace. Since God has blessed you forever, gird your sword upon your side, O mighty one. Clothe yourself with splendor and majesty. In your majesty, ride forth victoriously in behalf of truth, humility, and righteousness. Let your right hand display awesome deeds. Let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies and let the nations fall beneath your feet. Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter, a scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and you hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. I want you to have the joy of the Lord, to be your strength each and every day. And do not let the devil defeat you with discouragement and despair and hopelessness. But rise up to be a mighty man or woman of God and say, with God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And no weapon, none, is going to come against me. No weapon for and against us will prosper. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for tonight. We give you all the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. How great thou art. Where would I have been? Where would I be if I did not seek your face and cry out and go back to church, and I was broken after the divorce. I was in despair that I failed my marriage, and I failed my husband, and I failed, and my children were hurting. And where would I be if you had not loved me so unconditionally that you put me in a church service with a restored marriage for two, a morning service and an evening service? Where would I be if I had not heard the truth that God does heal 
hurting and dead marriages, regardless of an alcoholic, regardless of drugs, regardless of faithfulness, regardless of the abuse that he gave her. And I thought, Lord, he's worse than Bob. And Lord, I pray that that's what these men and women come in and find our website and go to our website and they get hope and faith and they turn their heart to you and trust in you and say, Lord, I love you. I want to do your will, your way, and nobody else's way. And Lord, we ask that you will just speak to your children tonight. You go up and down these roads. You speak to them and soften their heart. You remove that anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. And Lord, you touch them and you show them they have been in the presence of the Lord. Cleanse this place from anything that's not of you. Fill it up and put warrior angels inside and outside this room. And Lord, we ask that you would just protect us from the evil one. And we ask that you would anoint me and anoint every person that speaks up here, Lori and Brittany. And Lord, we just ask that you would bless this night to be a blessing for everyone that comes and everyone that's going to be listening to this for months and years to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Welcome to Rejoice Pompano. I'm Lori, Bob and Charlene's daughter, and I will have some announcements for you shortly. But right now, my mother is having a heart attack because she doesn't have any idea why we are hijacking her Bible study. And her heart is going, you're not on the schedule. You're going off the schedule. But it doesn't matter. You just go with the flow. Because what you don't know is that everybody in this room knows that we're celebrating your birthday tonight. <laughs> Have you ever tried to surprise a type A, I need to know everything that's happening person? It is not easy. <laughs> We have been getting in her email box and deleting emails and all sorts of things. So we have a couple surprises. But Charlene, look up here. Charlene, look up here. Okay. Periscope people have been saying happy birthday because they're watching on Periscope. So the first surprise is I want to introduce, um, first of all, a couple special guests. Gary and Beverly Capone are here, and Beverly Capone is one of our board members. So Gary and Beverly are right here. Like, <laughs> Patty. Beverly has been on our board for years, and they've been longtime friends of my parents, and so that's a surprise that, to see them. Um, next, I want to just introduce some of our family members that are here tonight. So we have Tim's wife, Patty, who's up at the front here, and his daughter, Madison, that's here every month with us, and they have another daughter, Allison, who's in college. So she couldn't be with us, but she got to come down this weekend and visit. And um, we have another brother that you guys don't get to see on Monday nights, but that's Tom. And he is um, going to come up here with his family. He has a son, Rudy, his wife, Kathleen, and daughter, Samantha. And I have a husband and four kids, but guess what? I called my husband and said, where are you? You were supposed to be here. And he said, I forgot the knife for the cake, so I turned around to go home. So 
When he gets here, everybody ask him if he has the knife, but my husband Scott and my sons Kyle and Ryan are coming, and Ashley is here, so she can come join the rest of the family. She's mine. So we have another special guest for you, and he's going to come up and just say a few words. Rex Harden is a dear friend of ours and a city commissioner. She's doing the ugly cry already. <laughs> in the city of Pompano, so Rex is going to come say a few words. All right, thank, thank you very much, thank you, and, and happy birthday, Charlene. Um, I heard about this and figured we, we had to do something special from the city of Pompano Beach, so I, uh, I arranged for a proclamation in your honor, so I'm going I'm to read it here. Um, whereas. Marriage is a sacred bond between two individuals that helps them to face the many adversities that life puts in their path and is a bedrock of our society. And whereas, studies have shown that divorce has many detrimental effects, including emotional turmoil, financial costs, loss of companionship, and whereas, Bob and Charlene Steinkamp founded Rejoice Marriage Ministries in Pompano Beach, Florida, to help any and all individuals who were facing the threat of divorce or were suffering from separation from their spouse. And whereas, Charlene Steinkamp has continued the tradition of working tirelessly to heal hurting marriages and minister to those who are suffering. And whereas, on November 15, 2015, Charlene will have reached the milestone of 70 years of age and deserves special recognition. Now therefore, I, Rex Harden, City Commission for the great city of Pompano Beach, on behalf of the mayor and entire city commission, do hereby acknowledge the good work that Charlene does and officially wish her a happy 70th birthday. Happy birthday, Charlene. Happy birthday. You know, <laughs> happy birthday. I am totally lost to everything I had planned that's okay. tonight. That's, that's what it's all about. I want to tell you, Rex has been a family friend and has known Bob well, well, and through all. How long has it been? I mean, how long have you been oh, in open? Wow. Um, he has been our printer for how many years? It's got, it's got to be, man, it's got to be a good 20 years. I would yeah, say that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. We've kept him busy. <laughs> yeah. Walk in the path. There you go. But Rex always comes to our house and, he, and delivers things when we're in emergency. He does everything. He delivers it to the office. He helps us out. Yeah. But he is an awesome commissioner and a friend. And we've known about his kids, and they know our kids. And I just can't believe you pulled this one <laughs> off. <laughs> I just can't believe it. But to have this for Pompano Beach... We've, and I don't know if you remember Rex's scene or connected one one equals two, but we put up a billboard on Copens Road for our 25th anniversary, which is this, is this past, this year. And uh, it says, honey, come home, the kids, and I miss you. And we put it up in Pompano Beach because that's where this ministry was birthed. And uh, we have had more comments about it. It goes right when you go south on I-95, jump on right there on Copens. And Bob's cemetery just happens to be a few 
very short mile or two yeah. right beyond there uh, and uh, east there, uh, east of it. And I thought, Bob, I know you're, you're yeah. proud of what we put up there because he loved his billboards as much as I did. But he loved Rex, and he would always call up and talk to him. And, you'd, and I'll tell you a secret. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> we, would send him, we would send him newsletters, and he would read them. Yeah. And then he would call up and say, I found a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it. I said, Rex, you're awesome. You're my professional proofer. Yeah. So we have a lot of memories. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you and your family. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, forever. Forever. <laughs> thank you. I know, okay. I know. Thank Rex you. is going to sneak you. out because he's got to go be a city commissioner tonight. So <laughs> thank you for coming, Rex. Family, thank you. Some of them have to uh, sneak out. We're oh, yeah. You know what, family? Parade across. <laughs> so the periscopers can see you. Come stand in front real quick, Tom. Okay, Rudy. Just hang on one second. Stand right there. All right. And we're going to go sneak in the back and take a picture one second. But before we do that, while they're up here, Kayla, do you want to light that? And we will sing happy birthday. And when we finish tonight, we're going to have cake and refreshments for you all. These are part of my eight grandchildren. I have eight, and I am so, so blessed. <laughs> and maybe Brittany will come up here and lead us in happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Charlene, happy birthday to you. You guys can help. Oh, there help. All right. <laughs> okay. Beautiful cake with fall colors, which I love fall yep. colors. So, okay. thank you. Follow okay. Patty. You. You follow Patty. You yeah. are really going to get in trouble when I get done with you. I can't believe there she did. Oh my right gosh. Now. I don't know if I can handle this. You go with Patty. And all right. <laughs> okay. We're going to stand up and we're going to now finish How Great Thou Art, which is one of her favorite songs that she wanted to sing tonight. So join us in singing.
That song went faster than I thought. <laughs> well, my name is Lori. If you guys did not get to hear my introduction before, I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter, for those of you that don't know me. And my husband and my precious boys made it. They're in the back, Scott and Ryan and Kyle. So thank you. And we have a knife for the cake, so it's all good. We can have cake later because Scott got the knife. So <laughs> they're awesome. Okay. Um, I just want to go over a few announcements with you guys before we continue on tonight. First of all, for those of you that are new, welcome, and I hope that you feel comfortable. If there's anything we can do to help you tonight, um, Brittany is in the back. Beverly, you met when you registered. Myself, Tim, Kayla, Madison, any of us that can help you, please let us know, and we'd like to help you. Um, if this is your first night at Bible study, we'd ask you at the end of the night to just take a couple minutes and meet us at the round table. 
and we're gonna just go over a couple little things with you real quick and then you can have some refreshments and some cake. <laughs> so um, join us there. Also in the back we have some bookstore items and at Bible Study everything is $5 for the single CDs and the single books. I wanted to just highlight a couple of things. Um, we have a testimony CD from Sandra and Andy Andrews. And so if you like to listen to testimonies, this will be a great blessing to you. So this is one of the items in the back. And we also have the Rejoice on the Road, There's Hope CD set. And on here, there's testimonies from Dennis Wingfield, who wrote our men's devotional for many years, and also from um, Luz and Fabian, who many of you know here. And Greg and Missy is another couple that's on here. So there's some good testimony CDs in the back if you are looking for a testimony CD. Um, we've got other people that have birthdays and anniversaries this month, so I just wanna find out who has a birthday or anniversary in the month of November? Okay, we're gonna start, let's start on the left, because I always start on the right. So front, today is her birthday. And um, this is Ellen, who is visiting from Idaho, right? Idaho. So she's here. She didn't know about anybody that was coming from out of town. We've just been lying to her for a while. So <laughs> so happy birthday. I'm glad you got to spend it with us. And thank you for coming down and being with us tonight. Okay, who else on this side had birthdays? Okay. November 26th anniversary. How many years? 26 years. Happy anniversary. Okay, anybody else on the left? Done with the left, okay, in the back, on the right. Okay, Michelle, we'll start with you. Happy birthday. You share birth month. Okay, who else had their, oh, yep. How many years? 17, happy anniversary. Okay, in the pink. Okay, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Okay, did I, in the front? Is it your birthday? Oh, happy birthday, Josiah. Okay, Josiah's got a birthday. Well, for those of you that have a birthday or anniversary this month, we'd like to give you a gift. So on your way out tonight, stop by the bookstore table and you can grab a book or a CD as our present to you. Um, I also just wanted to let you know in front of you, you've got a couple items. There's a yellow prayer slip. If you would just take those and update your prayer request so that next month when we come back, we can have it on the prayer sheet. If we don't get a yellow sheet, we don't know what your changes are for the prayer list, so we keep it the same. So if you've got a prayer request that we can be praying for you, um, just to put it on there. There's a basket on the back table that you can put it on, and um, we'd like to have that. That doesn't get published anywhere. It's just for us here at Bible Study, and um, so we can each have that list to take home. And over the next month, will you be praying for those people? Some of them you may know, some may be people that just visited one time while they were here from out of state. But pray for those names that are on that list, and they'll be praying for you as well. Um, I also wanted to tell you that there's an offering envelope, and so if you'd like to make a donation to the ministry, you can also do that. And there's a basket in the back as well that you can um, put that in. Um, we have another surprise. And so before Brittany comes to sing, um, we had a few people that wanted to come and 
give their greetings in person, but because of distance, they couldn't. And so we have a few people that just wanted to um, give their birthday greeting to you as well. So watch this. Hi, Charlene. This is Jeff and Pam Jones from Michigan. I uh, just want to thank you so much for your uh, example in our lives and uh, uh, for you, um, for your teaching with Pam while I was the prodigal. And uh, so glad that, uh, that you helped uh, to bring us back together. And uh, hope you have a wonderful birthday. Hi, Charlene. We just want to wish you a very happy birthday. We're thrilled to be able to do this. And uh, we just thank you for your example and for being teaching about marriage restoration. And things are going real well with us. And we just thank you and God bless you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Charlene, happy birthday. 70 years old, I can't believe it. I guess I should say congratulations since you made it this far. Um, I just wanna say you are one of my favorite people on the planet. You are um, on fire for the Lord and you have been a tremendous blessing to me. Um, I know you love the Lord uh, with all your heart and you love others uh, with great passion and you're a great example to me and I know to so many others. So um, I believe that you've been blessed. Your testimony is an inspiration to so many, and I believe you've been blessed to bless others. And I believe we all are blessed so that we can bless others, but, but many do not uh, live up to that calling. And I'm just so grateful that you have. Um, so I really, I just, I thank God for you, Charlene. And um, I want you to know that. And today, as you celebrate your birthday, um, I wish you many more. I wish you great health and strength, and I just ask the Lord to bless you today and always. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he uh, lift up his countenance on you and be gracious to you. Uh, may he turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Um, shalom. God bless you. Much love. Happy birthday. Hi, Charlene. It's Kim from Nebraska. I'm wishing you a very happy and blessed 70th birthday. I'm out at the farm with my beautiful granddaughters, my favorite place in the world to be. These girls, my family, my children, they're the reason that I still walk, still stand, still believe, and still trust. And Rejoice Marriage Ministries has been with me every step of the way in this long journey. Um, I thank you for all, everything you've done for Standers, for your tireless work. I thank you for personally for the prayers for me and for my family. And I'm wishing you a blessed, blessed birthday. Ready, ladies? Happy birthday, Miss Charlene. Charlene, I always appreciate your daily devotionals, devotions. They are very uplifting and spirit-led, touching someone special that needs precise word from God. I also like the fact that everything you tell us comes from God's word and that you have scripture to back it up. Your insight into knowing how one feels in their situation always leads to encourage one. That is a great blessing that God has given you because you were there and know how we feel. 
with Bob's input into the many devotions and articles, also gives us insight into how our prodigals are feeling. I'm amazed that you never seem to tire in helping others. God has certainly given you a special gift. You're one that has become like Jesus. I could go on and on about how God led you to call me a certain time to lift me up when I needed it most, but that would take too long. This special milestone that you've reached, I reached early this year. My prayer is for you to have a wonderful birthday, enjoying your immediate family, and knowing that there are many restored marriages out there and many more to come, like mine, because you have been faithful in doing the will of God. Happy, happy 70th birthday to you, Charlene. Love and God bless, Jane Barley. Happy birthday all the way from New Mexico. Happy birthday. We have seven things for the seven decades you're celebrating that remind us of Charlene. Number one, she's often studied to show herself approved, 2 Timothy 2.15. Number two, her children have rise and call her blessed, like Proverbs 31.28. Number three, she's meek and humble of heart. And number four, she loves to rejoice with music. Gospel music is her favorite. You can find all that in Zephaniah 3, 9 through 17. Here's Bob's favorite, Charlene. You're consistent. You have kept a, a perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Isaiah 26, 3. And the last two go together. She's cutting edge. She's the one who taught me about, what's it called? Periscope. Periscope. Yeah, Charlene taught me about Periscope. And lastly, she has a joyful heart. And all of those come from Proverbs 31. She's wonderful and she's a huge blessing to us. And we're so happy to celebrate with you from very far away. Happy birthday. We love you. See you guys. Hope you have a great night. Eat some cake for us. <laughs> Hi, Charlene. This is Andy and Sandra here out in Washington. And we're wanting to wish you a very happy birthday and give you a great big uh, shout out. Thank you for all the wonderful ministry that you put up over all these years and done so much good for so many people. Even if it's just for the two of us, we thank you for the effort you put into it. And so on behalf of us out in Washington State where it's rainy, I don't know about your area, but we wish you a happy birthday and God bless you. And here's to your birthday and we're gonna to get to eat the cake. We love you, Charlene. <laughs> Ready? We wish for you all your wishes and your prayers to come true. And a scripture that came to me today for you was in Proverbs. And it says, those who refresh others will be refreshed. And we just pray that all the refreshing and all the encouragement you give to so many, that in turn, God will refresh you in ways that you need and that you could, can't even dream of. And we just love you, and we thank you for the privilege of being a part of this ministry. God bless you. Happy birthday. Hi, Grandma. Happy birthday. I hope you're enjoying your night so far and everything that Dad and Laura set up for you. Thank you for always being such a good grandma to me and all the grandkids. You would do anything for us. like. You were the person I could call if I wanted food. You would always take me to get food. You always have food in your house. I mean, you're just a lady that likes food, I guess is something I could say. 
Um, you always provide a lot of laughs and good advice, so thank you for everything you've done for us. I hope you're enjoying your night, and I love you, and I'll see you at Thanksgiving. I am not stopped crying since this has all started. But I am telling you, you don't know that those are restored marriages that have been going on for years, years. Ryan and Carrie, you'll see in a few minutes. Bob Feller, known Bob for so many years. And uh, we had Jane Barley, and Kim has been doing our proofing, and also does Char uh, Charlene Cares for Kids every Friday. And I hope every one of you, if you've got any sort of children, little, don't be little, a teenager could read them and get something out of it. But she's been doing it for us for years, and she proofed and worked with Bob with uh, books. Kim would just take, Bob would just type it and give her that as, just as rough as it was and Kim would make it into a book. I mean, there are so many memories. Uh, Greg and Missy, uh, I can't believe they were on there. Um, and Sandra and Andy, oh my goodness, they go back a long time. And Sandra was one of those that I had on the phone all the time. And uh, she was a lighthouse. She is written, I believe, in Bob's devotionals and in his books about her being a lighthouse, about proclaiming it. And uh, her story of her husband now, did you see how he did so much speaking? He has really had a total transformation. That is what marriage restoration is. It is having a husband and wife both totally transformed. And what you've seen tonight is just, a, just our closest friends of what they're willing to share to you. They've been willing to share to you. Greg and Missy and Sandra and Andy and you know Fabian and Luz have shared with you all on the internet and on CDs. And there's more and we pray more will come up. But you guys have blown my... I have not thought of my birthday because I don't even want to discuss my birthday. And it is just totally gone. There's um, a few hundred people that couldn't <laughs> get on the video. So we have cards literally from around the world. India, China, London, Canada, Costa Rica, all over the United States. So there's a lot of reading for you. Okay, I get to take off in a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we're going to proceed. So you can sit down and... Have, Have you been minutes. blessed with yeah. these? These are more testimonies than you could ever want. Plus, you've got a couple right here. So we have been blessed tonight. Okay. To God be the glory for my daughter and my children, Tim, Patty, and Lori and Scott and Tom and Kathleen. Oh, my gosh. What is this? Is that a ba uh, blanket? blanket? I don't know who it's from. Who is this? From? Oh, who did who this? Was it mailed? Oh, this was mailed. So oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, look at that, guys. Is that you? This, yes. you should have remembered. <laughs> I remember that. 
when we were getting our pictures done, yeah. he, the guy said, maybe we ought to have some action in this. He goes, okay. <laughs> and he has, took a picture. Do you, it who? Has, yeah, it has her favorite they, verse, Luke 145. Blessed is Charlene who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Oh, my gosh. This is my best birthday I've ever had. You have outdone it. This is gorgeous. Oh, and even when we went to California, they've got a picture of Tom and Lori and Tim and I. That is a miracle trip. And the trip. hideous kid pictures that can go away now. <laughs> <laughs> this is an oldie goldie yes. of us when we were pre together, pre-divorce. Pre <laughs> and this is one of Bob and I when we just started the office and we had a heart and we did Valentine's Beverly, were you guys there when we yeah. did conferences at the Nazarene Church for like four or five years? Yeah, yeah. And that is where we started, and that was our first office, and same office. And this is our 20th anniversary when Bob and I were remarried. And this is, this is when we got remarried, and he took me on a cruise. Because <laughs> we really never had a honeymoon, and that's due to a hurricane. And there is where Bob remarried me, and we went to the doctor's office afterwards. They wanted to celebrate, and that is where they went and got cake and Coke, and we celebrated with the doctors who heard all the junk. And never and her, thought their office manager went cuckoo crazy, kicked them out, divorced them, and now you're praying for them? <laughs> A lot of memories. Oh, that is beautiful. That is gorgeous. I don't know who it's from, but I love it. Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming. This is a miracle tonight. I, don't, I can't believe I never heard about this. I can't believe I never heard about it. I was not going to celebrate this one at all. Well, we have a couple more things. Um, right now, I want to share with you guys a special treat. When we um, started planning some Rejoice on the Road events, one of the things that we wanted to do was be able to share with the people that came um, testimonies. Like, when you guys are here at Rejoice Pompano, you often get to hear live testimonies. Last month, we were blessed with Raquel. Luz and Fabian have shared before. Um, we've had the couple that's escaping my name that just shared from the West Coast. No, not Greg and Missy. I'm so sorry if you're on Periscope. Yeah, anyhow, we love you. I, yeah, your face isn't my, but, you know, my brain's gone today. But anyhow, we get to hear testimonies when we're here. When we go on these Rejoice on the Road events, people eat it up because they don't ever get to connect with other people that are standing or praying or other men that are praying for their wife or hear the testimonies. And so um, we recorded a testimony with Ryan and Carrie who you got to see with their daughter, Michaela, um, and they're from Tennessee. And so Brittany's gonna come sing and when she's done, we're going to um, just have you listen to their testimony of their restoration. Um, I'll set it up by telling you that if you wanna see the video of their remarriage ceremony, have any of you seen it online? Okay, a handful. If you have not seen it, it's on our webpage under resources and under videos. I would really encourage you to go see it. Ryan and Carrie will tell you their story a little bit, but in their remarriage ceremony, they really wanted to incorporate washing each other's feet. And it was something that she'll explain a little bit of why that was so special to them. But they did it. They, in the middle of their remarriage ceremony, took their shoes off and they washed each other's feet. 
And um, it was really a neat time. But go watch their video this week. It will really encourage you um, because, you know what, their situation looked hopeless, just like yours might look hopeless tonight. It looked hopeless. Like my mom and dad looked hopeless. I mean, I just told somebody recently at the lunch table two hours before they were remarried, he was like, I'm never coming home, just so you know, I'm never coming home. And two hours later, they were remarried. So, I mean, you know, who cares what people say? That's what I say, who cares? <laughs> if your spouse says something ugly, who cares? Like, what do you expect from them? So anyhow, um, so we'll watch this when Brittany's done singing and she's not singing the song you picked, she's singing a different song, so. <laughs> she has no control tonight, we're running amok. <laughs> you 
Welcome to Rejoice Ministry to be able to do this. And you are being shown in Texas. And we're just thrilled to have you do this. Ryan, can I start with you? And how long have you been married? And how long were you married before you separated or divorced? So tell us a little bit about you. Uh, we were married for 15 years. And I stepped out on Carrie and entered into a non-covenant relationship. Carrie and I divorced. And I was married to a non-covenant. Um, and then her and I split up about six months after we got, uh, got married and I moved to Florida where my parents, where my parents live. So I stayed with my parents for about 15 months and was going to church and mom and dad were loving on me and praying for me. And, um, and so during that time is when I felt that God was telling me that I needed to come back um, to be with my family. And so we've been remarried for three years now. To God be the glory. Mm -hmm. Were you Christians um, when you got married, when you first got married, Ryan? Were you Christians and were you believers that you were walking with the Lord throughout those 15 years? Or tell us a little about your spiritual walk. We were, we were both Christians. Um, both of us kind of ha had been grown up in, um, in church. My dad is a youth pastor and my, my mom and dad and my aunt do praise and worship at church. So I've, I've been in church all my life. And it, the time that when all this happened, I just kind of, I just dug a hole for myself and and I didn't want to have any part of part of anything really, so I, I kind of took a took a back back seat to to God and to my family. So it was it was pretty much all me, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> um, Carrie, at what point did you realize you had marriage problems and that he was leaving? Did you were you surprised when he left? Yes, it was. Um... You know, we didn't have a relationship where there was a lot of arguing or a lot of fighting. There wasn't a lot of drama. So I guess when I thought about our marriage, I thought we were pretty good when I compared it to other people. Um, obviously, we had things that we needed to work on, but we were in church every Sunday. We both taught Sunday school classes. We were very involved in everything that you would think would be good things. Um, and I guess I didn't realize how much our marriage was breaking down. So it was it was very sudden when he announced one night. In fact, we were planning um, on going to a marriage retreat <laughs> another the, the weekend after that. And Ryan kind of sat up in bed and said, I really don't want to go and I'm leaving. And he was gone two days later. So I was, I was just shocked and horrified and didn't see it coming at all. <laughs> the one of the ones that were devastated because you never even saw it coming. Yes. And that is the hardest ones to have it not even know ahead of time. When at that point, at that crisis point, did you start praying and knowing that you wanted your marriage restored? I, you must have gone through 
a lot of people must have said a lot of things to you and you were seeking the Lord. So what, how, how did that happen? Um, even that very first night, you know, Ryan just kind of blurted out his uh, declaration and he rolled over and went to sleep. <laughs> and I crawled out into the living room and just kind of, you know, just couldn't breathe, couldn't think. And even that first night, I, I did the very unspiritual thing of just opening my Bible and just saying, Lord, I need a word, you know. And I opened it to the Valley of Dry Bones. <laughs> and I read that and thought, well, that was just ridiculous. What does that have to do with anything? My marriage has fallen apart. And didn't realize until weeks later that, that God really, that very first night, had given me a very specific message that, he was going to restore my marriage. And so really my stand began that night. Um, I didn't know that there was another person involved. I didn't know any of those things. Um, and I think the Lord really revealed that to me progressively because he started working on me, preparing me to stand because I was one of those people that had you asked me beforehand, if there was ever an affair or a relationship, I would have just said, well, there's a scripture for that. And you know, people just get divorced and I really wasn't open to any other options. But in that time frame, um, after Ryan left, when God started dealing with me, he sent another person into my life, just almost like a brick wall. I ran a hundred miles an hour into this girl because you know, I started off, everything was Ryan's fault and he did this and he did that. And how could he leave? And how could he do this? And, and she just immediately turned it back on me and, and the Holy spirit started dealing with me. And, um, so by the time I found out there was another person, um, it was devastating, of course. But I was I think I had already drawn a line in the sand and God had already spoken to me on several occasions that he would heal our marriage. Um, so I think I was more prepared when I did find out. And Carrie, when he started having that relationship and then went further that we talk about into getting more serious and they're talking about a non-covenant marriage. Where, how did you handle it, and how did, how did the Lord speak to you to know that you know that you're married for life? I think that was where my real struggle began, because I think most of us could agree that we all have Christian friends, and our church will support you up until um, maybe even just the divorce, you know, and I think I had a lot of people behind me, and fasting, and praying, and doing all those things, and, and I felt very confident in my stand even though there was another relationship. Um, but I felt confident that God had already spoken to me and that he was going to heal. But once you hit that place where the divorce happens, um, and then when he remarried, which our, our divorce and his remarriage was all within about an eight-month span. It wasn't very long. It was all very fast and furious. Mm -hmm. And when he remarried, I remember just thinking, and of course, everybody around you starts saying, well, he's remarried, that's the end. And I, you know, I believed God, I really thought God was going to intervene. In my mind, God was going to stop the marriage. And that's, of course, what everybody was praying and fasting for. And he didn't. And I was devastated, because that was the only thing that made sense in my mind. If you're going to restore my marriage, you can't let him marry somebody else. <laughs> And, um, you know, he didn't split the heavens and, and stop the wedding or anything like that. So, um, but it was funny. And I mentioned this in our wedding the night after Ryan got married, I took my wedding ring off for the first time and I thought I'm done Lord. Now you can release me now. And he didn't, he made it very clear to me on several occasions that 
Ryan's marriage did not nullify any of the promises that he had already given me. He gave me very specific words about um, that he was going to heal our marriage. So, you know, of course, that's when everybody around you starts kind of backing up and looking at you funny. <laughs> when your husband is remarried and you're still talking about God restoring your marriage and, and they're thinking you've, you know, kind of either you're pathetic because you can't move on or you flipped your lid because you think God's told you that he's going to do something. <laughs> so that's, that was, you know, that was a real struggle for me. Um, one of the things that God did though, immediately when I found out about this other relationship was he spoke very specifically to me about the parable of the fig tree. And he took me to the, um, to the version of it in Mark 11 where, and I had never noticed that before reading that scripture, but when Jesus went back the second day, it says that they noticed that the fig tree was withered at the roots. And what God spoke to me was that, um, you know, everything I saw when I saw Ryan and his um, non-covenant spouse, they looked so happy. Everything looked wonderful. It just seemed like everything was falling into place for them. And um, But what God was telling me was that this was going to be fast, it was going to be short, and it was already taken care of at the roots, even though the plant had not withered yet, it was coming. So that gave me hope. Um, and the other thing that God spoke to me was in Romans 4, and um, because I'm a very black and white, very literal, literal person, um, and um, he spoke to me about uh, the verse, and it talks about Abraham and Sarah, and there's a verse in there that says that Abraham faced the facts that his wife's body was dead and that his body was dead, and there was no way. And I thought, Lord, I need to face the facts that my marriage is already dead, I'm divorced, and my husband is remarried. I can't ignore that. I can't pretend like it hasn't happened. But then that scripture ends in 21. It says, even though he faced those facts, it says he was fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. So it was like God gave me permission to deal with my circumstances to see that this is not the way I wanted it to look or it didn't look good, but that he was going to do something anyway. So, you know, that was how I dealt with the non-covenant marriage. <laughs> Those are the powerful nuggets of gold that God gives us to be able to know that we know that what the Lord has spoken to us, regardless of what anyone else says, we need to keep standing and never give up. And what scriptures he gave you were powerful. And the Lord gave me Ezekiel 37. But the other one with Sarah and Abraham, I've never heard it from anybody else like you've said that. And that's powerful. So I appreciate you saying that. Ryan, you're married. You're, you, we hear about that you went to your mom and dad's house because obviously at somewhere, what happened with your relationship that you left and went to your mother and dad's house? How did God speak to you briefly? Well, the day before I left, I felt like really right before I got married uh, to my non-covenant, I felt like God was saying this is going to be fast and furious, just like she had said. And, but I didn't know, I didn't know that, my non-covenant marriage would end, would end so fast and furious, which was, which was fine. But the day before I left, I felt like God was tugging at my heart and saying that I needed to get out. And the day that it, that I left, my non-covenant and I had kind of a fight, and she told me to leave to get out. And so I said okay. And so they went to church, 
And I packed my bags and called Carrie and said, I'm going to go to my mom and dad's for a while. And, um, and we prayed together that day and I left for my mom and dad's and, um, and there, I, there I stayed for 15 months. So. And when, when you went there and you started getting ministered to by your family and by the church, how did you start the process of coming back home? How did that happen? Well, Carrie and I talked, you know, on and off for a while, and um, Michaela, our daughter, would come down, and, and she would spend some time with me every once in a while. And um, Carrie came down for for vacation during the summer, and then she came down for Christmas, and we continued to talk during Christmas, and then she came down again for Michaela's birthday in February, and we continued to talk during then. Uh, during that time and that's when I just I kept getting that tug of I need to get my family back together I remember telling mom I've, I've got to get my family back um, so so during that time I guess from you know from probably October through February is when God was really really dealing with me um, to to start start trying anyway praise the Lord that is awesome so did you have difficulty when you started coming home and did you have Carrie? How did he, you, you tell us he came home. How did you see Ryan when he came home? <laughs> it wasn't the Hallmark movie I was expecting. <laughs> um, you know, he actually, when he came home, he was still married. I didn't even really know that until he got back home. He just called kind of out of the blue and We'd had some drama going on. Uh, we had some tornadoes in our area, and we had some other stuff going on. And he just pretty much called and said, I need to come home. And I said, okay. He didn't even know if he was divorced yet or not. And he packed it up and came home. So <laughs> mm -hmm. it, was, it was not as, you know, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought there was going to be a lot of resolution and things, you know, figured out before he came home. But he moved into Michaela's room and slept in a, slept in a bright green room with a polka dot bedspread for <laughs> several months and Michaela slept with me and we just kind of still lived kind of separate lives for a little while while we were still trying to work things out and and while he was getting divorced and then we could finally get remarried so it was interesting <laughs> but you were showing that you wanted to be there and you're going to restore and rebuild your marriage on the solid rock of Jesus Christ yes right. Ryan when you uh when you came home, what was going on in your mind and, and what changes? Did you see changes? Did you start working on your marriage as soon as you arrived home? Did you work on it as much as you could? Well, um, I kind of, I mean, I wanted to come back home, but at the same time, I was coaching baseball down in Florida at a high school, and I was, I was the assistant coach, and I was loving it, and our team was doing great. So I was... God was telling me it's time to go. It's time to go back home. But I kept saying, well, you know, we still got the season going on. We got about six or seven more games and then uh, district is starting. So as soon as that's done, then I'm going to go, then I'll go back. And God kept telling me no, because as soon as that's over, then you're going to find something else that you, that you're going to say you need to stay. So now is the time. So I told the team that I was leaving and I packed up the next day and came home and it was it was kind of rough coming home because because I was 
I guess I was, I was, I mean, I was wanting to be with my family, wanting to be with Carrie and Michaela and wanting to be the dad and the, and, and the husband that I needed to be, but I knew that I wasn't, I wasn't there yet uh, because I didn't feel like, like I guess so many prodigals, I wasn't worthy of coming home because of what I had done and how I had hurt Carrie and Michaela and, and all of our other friends and family, her mom and dad. So I had all those questions still in my mind of how, how am I going to deal with all this? And how can I be the husband and the father that I need to be when I've got all this weighing on my shoulders? And so I wanted to start working on it, but I, I, had, a, I had a rough time of, of really trying to, to work on the marriage and, and or work on the relationship. Uh, we would talk, but I was still kind of, standing a couple of paces behind, um, just kind of, I just felt, I felt lost. I wasn't lost in Christ, but I, I felt very lost. Carrie, you understood what he was going through then while that was going on when he came home. I can't say I always did everything perfectly. I wish I had, and I had some moments of major panic when, when things happened and we got home. In fact, I called you a couple times in, in a panic because um, of circumstances that came up and there, you know, I really, he was close to leaving another time. Um, and I really felt like the Holy Spirit was saying he was fixing to leave. And I remember talking to the Lord and saying, I can't do this again. <laughs> you know, but I, I just had to, I had to let it go. And I had to recognize that I couldn't change his heart. I couldn't make him stay. You know, I think I tried to do things to make him stay, make him as comfortable as he could pretend like things weren't bad. I don't know. I tried everything. <laughs> But, you know, I finally came back to the same place that I was when he was gone. I can't bring him home. I can't make him stay. The Holy Spirit has to do the work, and I have to just stay in prayer and just love him through it. So I don't know that I did a great job, but I tried. <laughs> well, Ryan, why did, why did you stay? What changed your mind? Well, it was the Holy Spirit kept tugging at my heart and saying, you don't want to lose your family again. You don't want to go through this again. And I had a friend that that I talked to, and he kind of challenged me to stay and and work, try to work through some through some things. And then at the same time, we went to a um, a love and respect uh, marriage conference. So all through through that, it was within just a couple of days, really, but within a week anyway, um, that all this happened. And I knew that I had to change my attitude. And and be the be the husband and the father that I needed to be. So I, all through that, God was just going, "Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this, and you need to do this." So it's funny that through that whole process, all the, all the three years that we went through, it seemed so slow and so agonizing and painful. The changes that were, you know, we had miracles, but it was a progressive miracle, I guess, mm -hmm. is what I'd call it. But this last event, <laughs> it was like a light switch, and everything changed. Yeah. So we did have some really slow progress and then all of a sudden everything changed and it was, it was like something, you know, broke in Ryan, a wall came down or something. And, and it was the miracle I was waiting. It was more of the Hallmark story that I was waiting for. <laughs> well, Carrie, what encouragement can you give somebody when where they've been waiting several years or there is a spouse in a situation that looks totally hopeless what would you say to somebody? You've you've had many trials and tribulations. You 
had a remarriage and, and hiccups and, and all of this, a non-covenant marriage, but you've had glorious times and you've got victory now. And you can say that. What, how do you help somebody else? What can you say to a, a woman or a man that is standing and it looks hopeless? I guess it's the same thing we've heard from you so many times. You can't look at what you see. You know, it didn't, it didn't follow my list of, of what it should look like. And I didn't get things in the order that I thought they should be. And, um, you know, you just, you just have to keep your focus on what the Lord has spoken. I know, you know, God sometimes speaks things to you once. And then if you hear it from him twice, then definitely that's something you write down and you stand on it, you know, and with, with Ryan's remarriage, I knew what God had spoken and I thought maybe the circumstances altered that, but then he spoke again and he said, no, you know, my word hasn't changed. So you just keep standing on exactly what he said, regardless of how it looks. And you got to kind of throw out the list of what you're expecting and trust God for something different. And that's okay. And <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. And that is true. He never changes and his, his, his word is solid. It's true. And we have to wait, wait on the Lord. Ryan, I know you want, you have, you're the, the prodigal. You're the one that had those emotions and feelings and you know what men and women are battling. And what would you, you know that you feel unworthy that it was what Bob felt. He said, I wasn't worthy to come back. I'm never worthy to come back. What would you say to the men or women that are prodigals and are going to hear or see this by accident on the internet or in Texas that could be right there. What would you say to them? That, that you are worthy. That it, it's, it's not going to be an easy road, but it's well worth it. You're, in my case, my wife is well worth the struggle. My daughter is well worth the struggle. Um, and all the heaviness that I felt of having to apologize to so many people and deal with different things that I, I didn't want to deal with. I didn't want to, I wanted to have my family back, but I didn't want to come back to Tennessee to do it. I wanted them to come down to Florida. That would have made it easier on me, but that's not what God had in mind. And that's not, that's not the way it should be, but it is so well worth it. I was telling Carrie last night that when you play a country song, you lose your house, you lose your girlfriend, you lose your pickup truck. And then when you play it backwards, you get most of that stuff back. <laughs> But with God, you get everything back. You get your relationships with your friends back, your wife, your daughter, um, and you're you're just blessed tremendously. So it is so well worth trying to come back, and you are so worthy to come back. Um, that all that, if if you do exactly what God is asking you to do, to be able to come back to your family, because those are the people that that need you and, and they do want you. As much crap that I put them through, um, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I should should come back. I thought I was too deep in the hole to come back. But that that was just a lie. Because they, they wanted me back. My daughter wanted me back. So I needed to come back. Amen. And Luke fifteen, the Father, the Heavenly Father wanted you to come back and the family wanted you back. And that's what the Lord is trying to say to everyone, to every prodigal. Come home. Come home to the Lord first, then come back to your family. And the prodigal father was standing there with his arms open wide as Carrie was saying, I'm ready. And I know your daughters reap the benefits of you being back. We have been honored and thrilled by what you have both shared. You have been so transparent and 
and I know the pain of what you put your wife and your daughter and family through, but you living this and sharing it now, God is blessing it and blessing you, and I know he's going to bless you more. And we ask God to bless your future and your exciting uh, relationship to get stronger and stronger every day. God bless you. Thank you for coming to Texas via the uh, internet. And we just love you both and we'll keep in touch. And we hope that we'll hear from you again a few years from now or a year from now. God bless you. Thank, Thank you so much, Carrie and Ryan. Thank you. Am I allowed? I was scared to get up to see if everybody would hit me down again. <laughs> I keep popping up and thinking, oh my, wow. I, I cannot even tell you what I have, my emotions are, oh my. I studied so hard this afternoon. <laughs> I've got so many scriptures. Remember what I said at the very beginning? Get your pen, your pencil, your paper, and we're going to really do a long Bible study. It's got cut real short. Oh, my. I am so blown away. I am never have ever been so surprised other than when Bob came home. Other than that, I am speechless. I cannot believe what Tim and Lori and Tom did, and getting their whole families together and everything, and, and having Gary and Beverly here, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. And all of those people, you, the ones that came tonight, you got restored marriages. Now, I want you to say what happened for them, and for Gary and Beverly, and for all of this, it's real. God is real. God is a God of restoration. He hates divorce. And he can take any, any situation and turn it around to good. He can do anything. I see you. You've got a restored marriage. D, I didn't know you were back, Desiree. Desiree, wave. This is a restored marriage. And she has been uh, married, restored, 15 years, would I guess right? 20. Uh, that's okay. I'm not that old. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't know you were back from Canada. It's so good to have you. I mean, I, I can't believe, i got to go up and down the roads to see who was all here tonight. I am in shock. This is beautiful. Uh, a lot of old friends and family, what, what they did. These are family. All our standards. Bob and I have poured in our lives to them and into you. And I am retiring. Never. Why would I retire? What would I do at home? That is what I say, you know. This is my passion and my love. Because one more marriage, one more day, for how many of you? I mean, I, God just puts them in the grocery store and I start talking. You know, that's not, not hard for me at all. But I just love doing this. And uh, 
you know, my grandchildren all know about this so well. And Allison, who shocked me on there, is um, she came down from FSU uh, this weekend, and uh, she um, was always working at the bookstore. The kids, Allison, um, Madison, and Kayla, have been blessed for I don't even know how many years. They started when they were young, um, 13 or so, and 13 and 14, doing the book table. And I said, you guys sure you can do this? Yeah, we can do this. You know, and they have traveled with us, and uh, they have been a blessing. And Allison has heard, and Madison and uh, Kayla have all heard about Grandpa and Grandma, and they've all heard about what God can do. And when you marry, it's permanent, you know. God, uh, you may have up and downs in your marriage, but you get the war room was my birthday gift. Truly, I said, there it is. You know, and uh, before I even say another word, and I'm going to, how late I can go tonight on this one. Uh, this is, I'm reading this, and this is, goes with the war room. It's the battle plan for prayer, and one of the girls brought it in early and started telling me about how they're going through it with a, a prayer partner, and I said, oh, I'm reading it, and it's awesome, and I, I am just amazed that the war room has been up and at the, vid, at the, uh, the movies for two months. Is that not God? Is that not a miracle? I want you to encourage all your family, all your friends, and especially anybody that has marriage problems, go see the war room. It is truly teaching what you and I are doing here every day. And I, I, just, I just applaud the Kendrick brothers for what they have done because they have had, they put prayer first, and that is the secret. And uh, that's what you guys got to do. There is no way your marriage is going to be restored if you do not become the man or the woman of God and put God first and put him in prayer and talk to him morning, noon, and night. That is it. I am telling you, uh, I just did um, a newsletter, and it said, stop praying for me. That was Bob's first words when he knocked on my window, and he came, I got into the car, and I'm thinking, oh, wow, something happened, something happened to his mother, to his kid, our kids, and for him to come down on a work day. And the first thing he said, screaming at me, Believe me, from the noon to the 2 o'clock getting remarried is a lot happened. <laughs> a lot happened up in the heavenlies. And that is what you must understand. Lord Jesus, we just praise you. I cannot even tell you the uh, shock, the amazement, and all the cards Lord, I am shocked, speechless, and feel so unworthy 
to have this happen tonight. I was going to keep my age a secret, but there are no secrets ever in our family. So this is, I didn't get to tell Lori, we're not talking about it. But Lord, I am just praising the Lord that I am alive. And I am healthy enough to do this. I am, I can, if I can talk, I can do this. And I just praise the Lord for what God has done in my life to use me when I made such a terrible, terrible mistake in giving up on Bob and divorcing him. I listened to the world. I fell into the trap of anger, bitterness, unforgiveness for all what Bob was doing and did not look at me. Look at my problems of what I did wrong as a wife and did not love him the way I should have, as the word says. So, Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, will you anoint this special time and will you open every person's heart to receive this message and dig up their heart and heart, their mind that has been You've made up your mind, you're not going to do this, and all what your spouse is saying and doing, it's wounding you, and you're getting madder and more unforgiveness, and it's not about them. It's about you and the Lord, and Lord, I just pray that you will open these people's eyes and ears tonight. Every one of them is different. No one has the same circumstances. Every one of them are even got spouses at home, and spouses come home, and it's all a variety of issues. But it doesn't matter because you can handle anything and everything. So, Lord God, we are asking you to open their eyes, open their ears, soften their hearts to, to be pliable to your will, your way, and not be selfish and self-centered and do it my will, my way like I did. Oh, Father, I just am so amazed and honored and humbled and I feel so unworthy every day I've been in this ministry of who am I, who am I to speak. I have been Moses, I've been Joshua saying, I will be with you. And I, Lord, even when Bob died, I, I just don't know if we, I can do this. And I opened up to Joshua 1, and it says, Moses is dead. You go take the promised land. Father God, you've instructed me. It's a call on my heart. It's a call on their hearts to be the husband or wife and to be the leader that you want us to be to proclaim that God heals hurting and dead marriages. Lord, it's not just an assignment for me. It's an assignment for all couples, all husbands and wives, that we proclaim the truth and we proclaim that regardless if our love is on fire so the tank is full with love or if it's on empty, you can fill us up if we turn to you and talk to you. Oh, Lord God, we are praying for all the marriages around the world right now. They may not even know you. We're praying tonight that all marriages, everyone that stood before anybody, even at the court, even at a court, 
We just ask that you would take all these covenant marriages and we ask that you will heal and resurrect and restore and bring back and restore the Eros love, the agape love. And we ask that you would touch all marriages, that you, you have a plan, you have a purpose. We've made big mistakes and you can take anything. You read this Bible and you read the New Testament, Father, and everybody will have the answers of what they need to do, including zip our lips including humbling ourselves. Lord, I pray you would touch these people and Lord, bless them. They have been blessed mightily tonight by all these testimonies. To God be the glory for all that you have done and that is just a little smidgen of all the marriages that have been restored in the last 25 years. And to God be the glory because we didn't do a thing except teach the word and be obedient to you. Now, Lord, I just ask that you would take these few minutes and may you have me speak what you want me to speak. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, don't forget, battle plan for prayer. Why do I say we need to pray? Because you need to talk to God. You need to talk to your Heavenly Father. The Holy Spirit wants to talk to you. And if you don't open your mouth and talk to them and cry out, if you can't even speak anything, if you can't even, nothing but cry, that's great. I used to cry in the middle of the night all the time. And if you read the devotional, you'll find out. But let's turn to Isaiah 55. I'm going to start there, which is not on my notes. So we're going, we're going great. Lori and Tim and Tom, y'all are going to get it. <laughs> I am so amazed. I am I'm shocked and so thrilled of what they did and all the people that made an effort to uh, say hi to me tonight and to you. Um, Isaiah 55, I was flipping through my Bible as I was sitting here listening to Carrie and Ryan. We were so blessed to have them take a, a trip to Texas by internet because we went there just doing a Rejoice Pompano. So it started at 5.30, and you all have heard about it, and it ended at quarter to 2 a.m. in the morning while they still wanted to, to stay and talk and pray. So uh, it was a long night, but exciting, and it was awesome. And I want you to know that the Lord is still touching men and women to know that they need to do a praying for their husbands and wives. And we have another generation that is so awesome because it is the mothers and fathers like Desiree and I who now have children that are married. And we have our children. And I pray for my children and their marriages and everything else just as much. And I pray for my grandchildren that they pick their right spouses. So, you know, there's all these things that don't ever think that once my marriage is over, wow, it's, it's over. You've been called. You have an assignment. When God touches you and changes your heart and life, why would you not want to tell one of your best friends? Why would you not want to tell your neighbor or the others that you will meet at church or meet at the grocery or that you work with? Why would you not tell them? Look what God's done to me. Let me tell you our story, what we went through. Look at Carrie and Ryan's story. They've got a story, and they can tell others. 
And so we are to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ until we go home. So I want you to do not think this is short term. I want you to think that why is Desiree here after 20 years? Because she's praying for her, grand for her kids. And she's also here because I have begged and pleaded for people who have marriages that are restored to come back in here. And Raquel and Michael aren't here tonight. Is Raquel here? But, okay. But she was here. Raquel and Michael, when they got their marriage restored, and she shared last, last month, they've been here ever since. Coming and sharing. And what else have they been doing? Growing in the Lord. And we never cannot help and, and encourage and be and pray for others. And so we want you to understand that this is such a bigger plan that God has for you and for your or Desiree or anybody else. Um, Sam Hensley, who is in the back, she met my pastor who was at, that was my pastor for like 20 years. And they, Sand drives an hour and a half, almost two hours from, to come where she comes every faithfully every month. And for, for years. And you know what? She's got people up there. They knew right away what we believe. And, and uh, I, I, they're, she's blessed because they know because I know they're praying for her. But that's what we're talking about. We've got to proclaim that God hates divorce. And... Isaiah 55, I hope you've come to find it now that I've talked. I do not have a problem with that problem. Isaiah 55, verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Now, this is imperative. You know, I keep saying to you, pray the word of God. And that is so important your husband or wife or you were deceived and fell into sin. And I, God wants you to start praying. And if you were the one that caused it, doesn't matter. We have a lot of them. And you know what? You, be, you have become, you've been transformed and your husband and wife will see it. And if they don't, the Holy Spirit will speak to them. But we must pray. That, and, and a lot of husbands and wives that are standing for marriages. Their husband or wife were believers and strong in the church, just like men of God that have fallen or women of God that have fallen in Bible study or different things. So I want to tell you, we've got to pray for not only our husbands and wives, but all our children. But let the wicked forsake his way. What we want, and I'm going to teach a little bit real Quick, I think the clock is moving faster than I am. But I'm going to take you to, we got to crucify the sinful nature. That, that's number one. Romans 6, 7, and 8. I was going to take you through that tonight to say that the Lord tells us we must crucify the sinful nature. And that is what you must pray for your husband or wife or children to crucify their sinful nature. Seek the Lord. There's number one. 
while he may be found. Call on him, God does speak. If you have not had God speak to you, direct you, or speak to you, he'll speak to you through the word. Cry out to him in Jeremiah 33, 3. It says, call unto me, and I will show you unsearchable things you do not know. And if you have not had the Holy Spirit give you direction, you've not had the Holy Spirit speak to you, call out to him, cry out to him, that's what I was doing, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. In fact, it says, I'll bring, read a little, I'm going to jump down a little bit in Jeremiah 33. The heading of Jeremiah 33, this is an assignment, homework for you, that you would read Jeremiah 33 this week sometime because it says promise of restoration. And it says in verse 6, Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to you, to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I will bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and rebuild them as they were before. I will cleanse them from all their sin they've committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. That's what we both have done. Bob and I both rebelled against God. We rebelled by not loving him and putting him first in our life. We rebelled by not having prayer time or devotion time with our kids. We rebelled by doing, I mean, how much long, how long would it take to grab your kids together and do a five, ten minute devotion with your kids every night? How, I mean, let's pray together and, we'll, and put the kids to bed and, and pray together for them for school for the next day. We've got to be different. We don't want to do what the world's doing. We want to do what God wants us to do. But he says, I will cleanse them from this, all the sins they've committed. What a promise. I will cleanse them. Ezekiel 36 says the same thing. I will cleanse them. I will take their heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh. What promises? Stand, pray the promises of God. That's the secret. It says, I will cleanse them from all the sins they've committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. He'll forgive us. And that's what we want. First, we have to say, forgive me, Father, of my sins. You need to repent. We need to pray for our spouses to repent. We need to pray for our children to repent or that are in rebellion and doing um, drugs, alcohol, or being promiscuous, or whatever they could be doing wrong in school or in college, it, or they're, they've already now 25 or 30, and they're married. We need to say, Lord, cleanse my children of whatever age. Cleanse all our family. Cleanse our neighborhood. Cleanse our church. Cleanse our church. Is that not what we need? We need divorce to be erased from our churches. And when people have marriage problems, they go to the church to get help, and then we have a revival because marriages are being restored in churches. So all the masses of the people are, of the world are going to the church to get marriages restored. Do you get the vision that what God wants? 
That's what we need to pray for. We need to pray for our church to be the lighthouse of marriage restoration, not say, your spouse is hopeless. Look, listen to the circumstances. That's what they did to my husband. His circumstances, impossible. He's done it for how long? Forget it. He'll never change. That's what the two pastors told me, including that they just, they, they weren't reading the red or something in this Bible. You know, I don't know what happened. But we've allowed the doubt in the circumstances of marriages that we don't, I, there's not one person that has spoken to me in all the years that my, different, my circumstances are different. I said, I doubt it. I've heard it all. Nothing shocks me. And I've heard more than what you would ever think. And it doesn't matter because God can touch and change any circumstance, any marriage, any husband, any wife. It does not matter. Can you believe that with me? Do you believe that? Do you believe it? Say it out loud. Shout and scream. We, got, we want everybody to understand that we are standing for the power of God to touch people and change and transform people, not us. It doesn't matter. Oh, we have to forgive. We have to forgive 70 times 7 every day. That's a lot of times you got to forgive your spouse. And if you go to bed and you haven't forgiven them, you need to do it. We need to get serious about standing, and we need to have this room overflowing. Because why? It's not a secret. We, are, we have people that have allowed marriages to be disposable. They're not. But God forgives us. And he says, well, we'll try this again. Let's go around the mountain one more time. But let's go on here. I will cleanse them from all their sin they've committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations. It's not about us. It's about the God getting the glory around the world. It's God getting the glory about Bob and I. It's about God getting the glory for Sandra and Andrew and Carrie and Ryan and Greg and Missy and on and on. It's not that they're, they want to do this they wanted to give God the glory. It wasn't what God did. It, they both were transformed and their lives were touched and changed. Are you praying for that? Are you praying, change my husband, change my husband, change my wife, change my wife? No, change me first. Change me first. Mold me, make me to be what I need to be. And then start on my husband or wife. But we're praying for Thanksgiving, and we're praying that you are going to say, I'm going to go the extra step, and I am going to pray that I may invite my spouse for dinner, and if they say no or yell at me or whatever, what have you got to lose? They're not coming to dinner. You know, maybe you're not going to do your tradition like you've done it before, but what better tradition is to have your husband or wife come for dinner for Thanksgiving with your family? We've got to get serious about taking a risk and being bold like a lion and saying, I want my husband or my wife to come home more than anything else. Now, I've got to get through a little bit, so I'm sure you're going to be waiting for the cake and you'll wait for me too. 
But then this city will bring me renowned joy, praise and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. You will get blessings. You will have blessings when your marriage starts restoration. There's a process. There is not one couple that's going to say, okay, we got married, remarried, and it was hallelujah, praise the Lord. Not a problem after all. No, we both opened up the door to the enemy, and we have to shut the doors, and we have to pray, and we have to work with the kids that have been wounded, and we have got to do our part. But God is faithful. I talked about that last month. Go to, go to Rejoice Pompano and listen to last month, the faithfulness of God. You are serving an awesome God who is so faithful. And he is faithful from Genesis to Revelation. So let's go back to Isaiah 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. He's with you all the time, people. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, he is right there with you all the time, every moment, every day, regardless of all what you say or do. He is with you. Let the wicked forsake his way. There is, he wants it stopped. Whatever your husband or wife or you have been doing, he wants it stopped. Forsake his way. So that's a good scripture to put your spouse's name in it. And the evil man, his thoughts. Okay, there again. We got to take captive our thoughts. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And the evil man, his thoughts. Forsake his way. And the evil man, his thought. He needs to forsake his thoughts. You need to forsake your thoughts about quitting. And why would I stand for this marriage? Because you get so much, so many people question why you're doing it. And you get such ridicule and questioning. Rise up and become a mighty man and woman of God. Become a Daniel. Become a Paul. Become a Peter. Become and stand up. Become a Deborah. Rise up. Be a Rahab where she was the one who was an adulteress, a prostitute, to be honest. We talked about it. But she was the one that rescued her family because she took the spies in. We've got to understand this word. It's got the power in it. And it says, let him turn to the Lord. There's, your, there's another scripture. Let him turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on all of us, on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts, and I'm taking this scripture from one of the men or women that said, it was Carrie, said, the way um, the, that Ryan came home, wasn't the way I expected it. I had my way. I had it all planned in my mind how we we're going to have our glorious. I had my wedding dress clean, ready, in the closet with his drawers empty in his chest. And he has the nerve to take me to lunch and say, we're going to get married this afternoon? Right now. And if I had waited, he would have chickened out and gone right back to the other place. And you know what? I had a choice. And I told him, I go, do you want to have a glorious wedding celebrating and praising the Lord, what God is doing? And he goes, uh, no. <laughs> I don't want to go back in that church. Uh, no, I don't. 
But uh, how about we get married this afternoon and just go right on and do it? Where's all the celebration? So here it is right here. Here it is right here. Because I was obedient and the Lord said, zip your lips. I am doing this. We have got to do it now. And, and now you just say, I would love it. And obey your husband. Let him obey me too. And so I said, all right, whatever you say. I have had my way too long in that marriage. So uh, I said, okay, whatever you say. And look what God did. Look what God did. So, you know, you have your plans of how you want your marriage restored. Thy will be done. Remember, thy will be done. Every day, pray the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done. Let him turn the Lord in his mercy. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word. Now here's a promise, guys that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of thorn bush will grow the pine tree. Instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be restored. May you never forget in Matthew 4, where that Satan attacked and tried to deceive <clears throat> and tempt Jesus to do three different things. I'm not going to teach it, but read it. And Jesus says, it is written, it is written, it is written, and Satan left. The enemy can flee from you and your family. He can flee from you very quickly, and you, but you have to do something. You have to pray the word. You have to pray and read the Bible. You have to put it in, become a doer of the word of what it says, and put it into action. And um, James 4, 7 to 10, talks about fleeing from the enemy. And we want your spouse to flee in 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9. That's just two scriptures I want you to know. Your spouse can be set free. John 8 says, let me just do that. Your spouse is going to be set free. We have to believe it. The Lord has said it. And John 8, in verse 31, it says, To the Jews who had believed him, well, do you believe? To the, if you hold to my teaching, you are my really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And the truth is going to set your husband or wife free, your children free, because you're going to pray the word, and God is going to speak to them. He is going to show them how, whatever it is. I was going to close, but I'll tell you a short story with Bob. He had three Thanksgivings. The first Thanksgiving, Bob, after our divorce, he was in a hotel, a motel rather, not in efficiency. 
and he didn't go to his parents' house to eat dinner. Um, he planned on the, the woman that he was left me for, uh, went to be with her family in, in, out of state. So he ate, he says, his holiday meal was a TV dinner eaten alone on a folding card table in my room. And that year I had called Charlene and asked her if I could come to Thanksgiving dinner. And she declined my request. This is right before we got divorced. And, we, and I said, we're through pretending. So I had filed for divorce and our divorce was in January. Why do I hate Thanksgiving and, and Christmas? Because I remember what I did to my husband. A year later, Thanksgiving came and Bob met someone and he went to their house for dinner. And he said he felt like he was a square peg in a round hole at that Thanksgiving dinner because they all talked about things he didn't know anything about. And her parents knew, her children knew, and I knew I was in the wrong place. And the following year at Thanksgiving C, or three, I was, uh, Bob was living alone in a townhouse 100 miles from us in Fort Myers and uh, Fort Pierce. Sorry, sorry, wrong city, Fort. And I began, had started communicating with him. And on that Saturday, I asked him if he wanted me to bring up our Thanksgiving dinner and have Thanksgiving with him, with the kids. And that was the Thanksgiving before we got remarried in July. So you're going to have Thanksgiving. God has a plan and a purpose. You may have three or four Thanksgiving with a variety of your spouses, but God is moving the whole time. He was moving on Bob from that very first time. And I was thinking he was, I, 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 and you know what you and I do? We think and we imagine, and the devil gives us all these thoughts in our mind that are lies from the enemy. And we talked about this just last week, last time and the time before. They're lies. Don't let the devil destroy your mind with lies from the enemy. Pick up the phone and do what tell, the Lord tells you to do each and every day, or text or whatever, but be aggressive to, with the Lord, not to them. Be aggressive in the word and praying for them. You got to turn up the heat. You got to do more, 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 more. You don't have to put it as an idol. Never put your spouse as an idol, but put, you want to fight for your marriage. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We give you all the praise. We give you the glory for the shock that I've had this, this night. And Lord, they have been filled up to overflowing of seeing testimonies tonight that are unbelievable from couples that we've known for so long that are still together, happily married, and to God be the glory. Lord, we are asking you to bless this food, and we ask that you will bless this time as we pray now separately. And Lord, we ask that you will go and touch all the prodigals that and crucify their sinful nature. Touch the husbands and wives who have been deceived and blinded and, and deaf to, the, the, uh, to listening to the lies of the enemy and open their ears and eyes to your truth, Father. The truth will set them free. And Father God, we don't have anger and bitterness, but we have hurt and sorrow. And we're praying for them, pleading that they will hear the truth and you will send messengers like us to wherever somebody might be working and will share the truth to somebody and somebody will tell somebody and it will get to their spouses. 
That's how it does. If we proclaim, then God will send somebody to us, to our spouses, to proclaim. And to my mother-in-law, who thought I was crazy, they, you sent somebody to her to tell them. And she says, I met somebody that believes like you do. Lord, we need to be willing to spend time with you, and we need to be willing to fight for our marriages, and we have to be willing to pray for others and for all marriages. So, Lord, we just ask that you will turn up the heat. May this event tonight build a passion and a desire that we will never, never give up on our husbands, our wives, or children, or give up on any of our family, friends, and loved ones, or anybody in our church. And the story goes on to where we work, and on and on. May we be a lighthouse, and may we be a tall lighthouse that's the light is bright and shining and will never go out and will give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.